listening to the Nutmeg Arena by the Nutmeg Assist. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the TNA podcast brought to you by the Nutmeg Assist. Myself Ritwik, the host of the show, and today I'm joined by a guy who is nicknamed as the Thread Man. In Malayalam, we would often call it the Nool Manishan, and it's a, it's a it's a nickname given by the Kerala Blasters fans himself. He is a podcaster from God's Own Footballs, a, a podcast which focuses on football in India and Kerala. I welcome none other than Krishnan Ganesh. Welcome, Krishnan. Yeah, good to be here. Thanks, thanks, man. Yeah, obviously nice to have you. And we are going to be discussing about Kerala Blasters this season so far. Uh, yeah. Some of the talking points as well. But before you know, deeply diving into it, Krishnan. Uh, You no know, blasters sit in ninth place right now with 14 points, three wins, five draws, five losses. As the table is right now, the start wasn't so good, but blasters have been picking up points here and there of late. Are you happy with what you've seen? Yeah, uh, if you have like uh, as you mentioned, uh, I'm myself is nicknamed as a thread man. That that came from I do a kind of a post match thread. uh for the games of blasters most of the kerala clubs games uh so uh, at the start of the season i put out an expectation as the uh, like um, uh this this season uh this would be like the, my expectation would be to finish 6th in the table i i i got a lot of flack for that because the blasters you know the blasters expectation uh the fan base expectation is always uh, cup and playoff and all but uh, realistically if you see it's a very young team uh, and kibu is coming from i league uh, so uh, and kibu needs time to implement his um, methods and uh, tactics into this team so we are basically starting from scratch again and this is like blasters are known for sacking coaches and uh like uh, not continuing with one so there is no consistency at all so we are basically starting from scratch so i expected this um and i expected the start to be very bad also so um i am actually very happy with that because i see lot of improvement in the indian uh, domestic players that's what i am here for i so uh, i am actually pretty content with what what's been done No. Yeah, I mean uh, the point that you mentioned there, right, regarding finishing sixth and you no know, uh, having a decent season. Although the uh, although the expectations from the Blasters fans are always to uh, get into the playoffs and maybe even win the ISL title. So you have to be kind of realistic at times. You know, you can't obviously if if you say for example if you take uh, the English Premier League, if you, if you want Fulham to win the Premier League every season or to Fulham to finish top for it's it's pretty much unrealistic at this moment so you have to play according to the cards and that's something that i think uh, indian fans or kerala fans are getting slowly accustomed to but 14 points from 13 games right now according to the table isn't so bad because fourth place hyderabad is with 18 points so a four point gap from a playoff spot which is pretty nice because it's not too far so yeah. i mean with some luck going blasters way i think it's pretty much possible that blasters can get a playoff spot and that would be overachievement like you mentioned but 
another point that I wanted to, you know, uh, want to discuss with you is the attack and the defense. Blasters yeah. have scored 17 goals this season in the ISL, which is the third highest in the league. That's even yeah. more than ATK, who are second in the table. And yeah. but on the defensive side, they've conceded 22, which is the highest, and that's that's absurd. That is absurd, and I mean. <laughs> it's 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 not uh it's not you know uh it's it's actually out there in the open how blasters is defending have been this season it's been shambolic at times uh, often you you've seen the blasters goalkeeper albino making albino gomez making some really amazing saves or bailing out the team but yeah. krishnan uh, despite signing you know players like costa and even kone who has probably not lived up to expectations what do you think the problem has been in defense yeah uh, before i jump into that i, I would like to uh, say one of the jokes i mentioned with my friends uh, kerala blasters friends before the season started uh, as you said uh, it's very unrealistic you said like i'm very unrealistic I expect fulham to win the premier league uh, so i said to people like uh, you you don't expect blasters to be a dortmund expect them to be a norwich uh because that's where the level is that's where the budget is so uh that that's that's where the expectation should be and as you said the defense has been the major issue this season um and uh, as you said like uh, the major profile signings like konay and costa both both were pretty disappointing according to me costa is slightly marginally better because he is very good at aerial balls winning aerial balls and clearance and stuff uh konay has to be not fit at all um, so um it's it's not a rocket science that blasters are conceding goals because uh, if you see like uh, now we have played around 13 14 games right uh, uh, blasters has seen put together a uh, defensive back line consistent back line for a game there has always been a change either it is through force thing uh, due to injuries and stuff otherwise through like a lack of performance there are always been a change and if you if you do make these changes to the back lane it's uh, it's never going to settle down so that's there also like uh, you have to pick a consistent and you cannot blame kibu for that because he is also trying um, trying to find that consistent back lane for the i think for the last couple of uh, games he has that but then again costa got injured so uh, that's there also because uh, because um, if you see if you, if you, if you ask me to pick Uh, the best backline of uh, Kerala Blasters. I would say it is Mishu on the right and uh, uh, Sandeep, Costa, and uh, Jessel on left. But almost all of them are, uh, apart from Sandeep, who is playing as a RB. Almost all three are injured. So the fitness issues also play into a part of part of this. Uh, then there there is there has been some shambolic defending in some of the matches. Like, playing high high line and uh, stuff uh, so all of this uh, plays a part into this um, this thing and uh, uh, if you if you ask me uh, uh, i don't know if you remember because before this um, covid stuck uh, we were supposed to sign tiri and jingan with was with the kerala blasters and uh, Uh, so if you those two are uh, atkmb has uh, considered um, far less goals like they are almost same as mumbai in terms of less goal considered so if both of them have stayed with blasters then 
maybe we will be in playoff or no yeah that's that's actually pretty much fair and i think the covid uh, the pandemic has probably hit uh, even india indian football a lot and i think that's a big issue with the budget as well like you mentioned probably you know uh, removing th- uh, removing the you know idea or thoughts of signing bigger players and also you know jingan left the club which was a major major blow but like you said you summed up the defense really well and coming on to the attack now 17 goals third highest in the league but there were issues initially in the season at the start of the season blasters best attacker has been jordan murray with almost one goal contribution every game almost one contribution every game which is really really good and i think the second is basically hooper rahul and sido even haku obviously but that's 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 not probably sustainable but hooper rahul and sido sido has been injured now is out for the season i guess hooper rahul with almost two goal contributions every five games which is probably not enough i would say it is not probably enough but there's been too much you know too much uh, reliance on jordan murray off late who has been fantastic so krishnan despite kivu's side being a well positioned drilled uh, team who has a lot of the ball who enjoys having a lot of the ball but sometimes you see them hanging on to the ball too long not releasing the ball quicker enough not not making the moves faster in transition etc so do you think it's a problem with the system or the setup or do you think it's probably a lack of you know a lethal man yeah i think it's a lack of lethal man like it's a personal problem rather than a setup problem if you see uh, like ogbache uh, left the club uh, that's another covid thing budget thing so uh, uh, if you see uh, Cooper has been voting to fill that void but he is not doing that and Murray has been a surprise actually uh, he was he was meant to be a backup striker uh, so whatever we get from Murray is like really a surprise thing because everyone expected Cooper to be that, that man he has played in Celtic he has played in uh, Premier League and all but Cooper has been a big disappointment even though now kibu has been playing in a slightly withdrawn role of a uh, second striker system uh, with murey or like with rahul ahead of him and then uh, reaping some rewards but that's not uh, that's not what for cooper has been brought in for so that, that that's been a, that's been a problem and uh, like uh, for the initial few matches it has been very evident and then now also like because of murey is performing and this is going on like we are scoring goals and stuff and kibu has been always if you see in mohan bagan uh, also kibu has been always a uh, coach who, who relies uh, heavily on set pieces also and uh, if you see uh, i think i think it's my opinion in my opinion i think we have got the uh, best set piece striker in the isl like fakundo he is the best set piece striker in isl uh, i don't I, there might be a better player in uh, chances creation and stuff um, he has around 2.8 key passes per uh, that that's that's cute because of the city speaking uh, thing uh, but he is he is second in that table uh, the first one is gelego of northeast so um, 
I uh, so for basically summing up all that because of uh, the goal contribution from the uh, uh, CBs and midfield and Murray stepping up, we have we have enough goals. Uh, but uh, the major disappointment is our strike strike man, like uh, our number nine. That that should be the that should be Hooper. He hasn't fired at all. He only scored two goals and one among them was actually a penalty, I think. So. Uh, so there are improvements to be made in both attacking and uh, defending uh, side, personal-wise, I think. Yeah, and now I, I think it's the right time to come on to the patron questions from uh, one of our patron, Dieter, Dieter Van Gogh from Belgium. So his first question was, uh, why are the Blasters struggling? And we've already discussed that. His second question being, who do you think is Blasters' best player right now? Probably both foreign as well as Indian. Uh, okay. So foreign, I would say, uh, I have to pick Jordan Murray. Uh, he has been a, a revelation kind of thing. If you see, like, uh, he has almost all same uh, goal contribution as uh, Adam Lafondre of Mumbai, uh, who is one of the biggest journalists in ISL. Uh, and uh, Jordan Murray has same, almost same uh, goal contribution. So, uh, you have to pick Jordan Murray uh, for the best player. And if you see in domestic, then I will have to pick Rahul. Uh, he has uh, he started slowly, but now he has uh, he has coming on to this um, his group kind of thing. And uh, it is good. Like uh, uh, I expected uh, this out of Rahul. And you have to remember that he is a young guy also. He is very uh, very young, like 20 years old. Uh, and he already has two years of three years of uh, top level experience with him. Like, uh, if you consider I League as a top level also, because he played for Indian Arrows also. So, the, those two will be my pick. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, it's a, it's a joy watching Rahul, Rahul KP play, to be honest. And he's a local lad, so probably a little bit biased from my side as well on him. <laughs> but. Yes, uh, that answers Peter's question. But there was another question from Twitter for you from uh, Mohammed Nazim. So his question was that: Do you think there's any problem with you know the midfield and the defense linking? Uh, I don't know. Like uh, uh, because uh, Kibu has always set up a system where his uh, his uh, CB has a uh, like uh, what to say CB has a uh, freedom for set stepping out into the midfield. So if you see, like, uh, you can see uh, Costa stepping out uh, most of the time. And uh, uh, what, before Juande coming up, uh, we almost played a system where Jigson was playing uh, DM and uh, Vicente was playing up front. Uh, so uh, that pretty much linked up. Uh, the, um, and then if you see now also, Juande is, like, actually... Uh, uh, playing in that uh, DM kind of role, uh, so there is there is not much of a linking problem with that. But uh, I think Kibu has changed his system to accommodate the players like what he have. Uh, so he has he has been a coach. I don't I don't. He has been branded. Uh, he's a position based guy, uh, but he is not like. Uh, He's not like uh, your typical Spanish coaches who are after position uh, for every like uh, every every game. 
uh, he actually adapts to what he has i have seen that in mohan bagan also uh, he actually adapts to what he has and he develops a system for that team and uh, he 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 is not afraid to uh, uh, like uh, lay off the position uh, and if you see in the past four to five matches he has been doing that like he is he is surrendering the position uh, and he is pressing high with his uh, four attackers and uh, uh, taking the turnover from the and um, going for the attack so he has he is not a possession kind of guy so uh this question i uh, that's what i am i'm i'm saying there like kibu adapts to um, whatever he has so he has almost changed this uh, like whatever perceived system uh, of the spanish coaches and uh, uh, i think there is there is not much of that of a problem the problem is there because of the personal playing in the defense um so if that is rectified i don't think uh, it's a systematic system problem yeah i mean uh, with regards to nazim's question to be honest i mean i don't see a problem with the midfield and the defense linking uh, or the, i don't see a problem with uh, you know way those two communicate as well and there's been like 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 you mentioned uh, kibu's team loves uh, or kibu actually loves his defenders to step out and you know get into the midfield so the kind of our carriers ball carriers progressive carriers i've not looked at the numbers to be honest but they kind of like to carry the ball into midfield but initially the problem always was when i when i caught the games what i saw was that uh, there 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 was a man missing to link up play between midfield and the attack to be honest initially so i would say the problem initially was more of a connection between midfield and attack rather than the midfield and the defense because the possession was probably in the midfield third for pretty much long time blasters used to pass it left way side ways there wasn't a player to link the midfield and the attack so yeah that i hope uh, that answers nazim's question and moving on to the final question of the podcast question i mean a few people have asked regarding the rivalry between bengaluru and kerala blasters i mean a lot of them obviously know Oh, why the rivalry existed or how the rivalry is but recently there used to there has been a term biryani popping up and biryani is something that we all love eating so what's the whole thing with that yeah the, actually the rivalry started because of uh, uh, i think the rivalry started in a fc cup game uh, which bangalore hosted at kandidava uh, I, i i was there i think Uh, if i am not wrong uh, supporting bangalore fc <laughs> if you can believe that uh, uh, most of the kerala blasters fan actually supported uh, bangalore uh, fc because they they were doing very well in um, fc cup competition and stuff and uh, we are proud to have a uh, professional club uh, as as you can call uh, bangalore fc at that point of time uh, to represent india in the international level uh so uh what happened was vinith uh, uh, and i think vinith and rino signed for uh, blasters for the first um, uh, for the uh, if i am not wrong it is the fourth season of isl uh, where bangalore got into isl and they were they were also there in that stand actually uh, supporting bfc for that particular match and then the famous stand 
uh, went viral uh, the i don't know it's a very um, I, i don't know whether i can say that in the podcast uh, you all know which which stand i am referring to yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah uh, so uh, uh that that started the rivalry uh, from from there and it it become viral and uh, uh, the the thing with it is a cultural rivalry rather than a fierce rivalry uh, because people who are here uh, that uh, maybe bangalore fc fan who are listening to this will understand people who are here uh, uh, are um, not that much of a uh, uh, english speaking or like uh, that that culture or european culture uh, people so they take offense to even small uh, derogatory words and stuff uh so that happened and it's it started uh, piling up on from that uh the biryani come from like uh, uh there was some uh, allegations i don't know whether it is true or not uh there was some allegations that uh, the westbrook blues which supports the bangalore fc uh they put out a uh, they put out some tweets or like uh, some offers or whatever i don't know i don't know uh it's it's circulated among the um, all the whatsapp group saying that uh, if people comes and watch the bsc game we will give you biryani <laughs> so obviously bastards you know do know like have la- uh, large supporters so we started trolling like uh, uh, most of our uh, manyapada group guys and everyone started trolling like you need uh, biryani to uh, attract people to come and support for you and at that particular season also the kandirava was painted yellow like only westbrook blues were, uh, were the bangalore fc supporters were uh, the rest of the stadium is full of uh, kerala blaster supporters and they had to from the next season onwards they had to uh, close off two or three away stands uh, two or three normal not away stands normal stands just so that the balance will be there um so uh the biryani from the, then uh, actually uh, this was just a fun from uh, this kerala blasters guys i think but it got official because the official handle of bfc took, took this upon themselves and uh, when they defeat uh, kerala blasters uh, they started tweeting out like uh, you have biryanis available here you have biryanis available there and all these things then uh, this this season also the first game afterwards there was a video between gurpreet and eric patlu regarding biryani so it started from the i think this will go on this will go on till the isl which is very good like uh, i like that like there is a spice among uh, uh, there is a spice in biryani also so there is a spice among this rivalry also yeah fair enough it's a nice, that's that's actually a nice story uh, the biryani thing as well i was not completely aware of that although i knew bits and parts nice to hear the whole thing because it's it's pretty funny and yes this probably brings us to the end of this episode but before we wind up krishnan again before the season you your expectations were sixth from what you are seeing right now from this point what do you think or where do you think the blasters will end up just a prediction that's all i will i will go i will go with sixth again i am not very a optimistic kind of guy i am really pessimistic kind of guy so <laughs> so i will go with i will go with six again uh, six will be like i will be satisfied with six uh, anything below that also fine i think for me 
because uh, uh, what i get get mostly is like uh, whether there is any improvement to the club uh, that's been bought through this season that's been there you cannot deny that and we have to maintain consistency to uh, for the rest of the season uh, not only rest of the season for the next few seasons then only we can expect something from this team so yeah. I'll, yeah i'll go sick and if if we get playoff then it's biryani party <laughs> i th- i think the cut and chop culture at blasters where you you know get different managers every season mix the squad again it's it's probably hurting the club more than what people think as well because it's not easy to start every season with a new manager a new squad it's completely from scratch again it's completely day one again so i think yeah. it would be great to see the club stick with kibu and yeah. because he's he's a really good manager and he's a really good, really nice person too so yeah. i hope the club not, sticks not with him kibu. not only kibu carolis also like yeah uh, yeah yeah the whole footballing culture has to stay exactly 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 so yes that brings us to the end of this episode thank you so much krishnan for coming on to the episode and talk about you know kerala blasters yeah. i hope the listeners are mostly kerala blasters fans here i hope you guys uh, enjoy the show until the next episode bye bye take care